This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you like pop culture? I do. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you, Andrew. Oh. If you enjoy movies, television, all that kind of stuff, uh, we have a lot of fun on Sif Pop Podcast, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. So you can come check us out every week. You can listen live or just download it to your podcast feed. Every single week, Aaron breaks down the newest movies that are big in theaters, and I make funny noises. <laughs> You could probably pick one of those that you would like. You can join us every weekend live by looking at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA, or you can find us in your podcast player of preference by searching for Sift Pop. Do you like sports? Because we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Jack. Sports Jack. Sports Jack. Welcome to episode 183. You mean the Craig Morton episode? Craig Morton. Former quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys and Denver Broncos. Played in two Super Bowls. Lost them both. But he did throw 183 touchdown passes in his NFL career. So, Craig Morton, a tip of the old chapeau to you. Family Broadcasting Corporation. In association with the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Presents... Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. It's all the way! It is! It's good! Here's your host, Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here! And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer, this one will be relived. Chuck Freebie. Forever! Well, let's get things underway. I'm sure what everybody's talking about on a Monday morning after a, a playoff weekend is who's going to the Super Bowl. Did you watch the games? I watched uh, Kansas City play because I do like this Mahomes character mm-hmm. and didn't care about the rest of the night. I did glance and go, ooh, 20 to nothing. Green Bay's down. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start with the AFC game where Kansas City did its usual let's fall behind and come back. And uh, I thought Tennessee kind of got away from its game plan a little bit in the game, too. You know, you've got a back like Derrick Henry. Run the ball. Run him. Uh, but Kansas City was putting eight men in the box, that, that area up by the line of scrimmage where the linemen and the linebackers are, uh-huh. and basically daring Ryan Tannehill, the quarterback, to beat them, and he couldn't. So Patrick Mahomes throws three touchdown passes. And the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl for the first time in 50 years, uh, beating Tennessee by 11 yesterday. So, Garrick Dieter, former South Bend Washington standout, who has been a guest on the Yak before, 
gets to go to the Super Bowl, becomes the first local player to be on a Super Bowl roster since Rick Meyer was a member of the Raiders and uh, played and didn't play but dressed for a Super Bowl. I like uh, I like stories like this. A, 50 years. Uh, I love that. B, Mahomes has been in the NFL three years. This is year yes. three. Yes. Going to the biggest of the stages. Rem- and, remember... Know. This is the guy that the Bears could have had. And and there's that as well. Yes. <laughs> um but yeah, the the Kansas City fan base is a very loyal fan base. And they have been long suffering. They had some very lean years in those 50 years. And Andy Reid has done a great job of helping build up this franchise and obviously the selection of Mahomes wound up being uh, tantamount to their success. So, congratulations to Kansas City. They will be playing the San Francisco 49ers who had no problems with the Green Bay Packers because they just ran it down their throats. Raheem Mostert, who played at Purdue. Now, first three years, he didn't play much at Purdue. In fact, he had more touchdowns in three quarters yesterday than he had in his first three years at Purdue. Finally got off the bench his senior year, ran for about 500 yards, was cut by six different NFL teams. But Shanahan saw something in him, Kyle Shanahan, the head coach of the 49ers, saw something in him that even though he had a little bit of a problem hanging onto the football somewhat during training camp, he said, let's keep this guy. Well, boy, yesterday they were glad they did because Tevin Coleman went down with an injury. And Mostert came in and made the most of his opportunity. And just running through the Packers, uh, setting a 49ers postseason record for rushing yards. And so San Francisco wins that game 37-20. By the way, another former Bear, Robbie Gold. Two big field goals in that game. Thanks, Ryan Pace. Great job there in Chicago. And, you know, it's interesting. um, Our mutual friend Mike out in the hallway was talking to me a little while ago. And he pointed out, and and this is a a valid comment, when you watch the Bears, and I dare say, or the Colts, or the Lions, and then you watch the Chiefs and the 49ers, you see just how far those teams are from being Super Bowl contenders. Yeah. And one thing that both the 49ers and the Chiefs have, probably more than any other teams in the NFL, is speed. And... The NFL game now is becoming, and and it's no different than the college game, football is becoming more and more a game based on speed. And if you can't run, you can't play. I can't believe how many social media comments between last night and this morning as I was just kind of thumbing through before I got to work today of a Super Bowl without Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady is a great Super Bowl to me. Well, I think you get fatigued by seeing the same teams year after year after year. Mm-hmm. And the Chiefs are an exciting team to watch. They're a fun team to watch with Mahomes and the way that he kind of makes plays out of nothing. And they've got Tyreek Hill and they, they've got some great offensive talent. And then you take a look at this 49ers defense 
and the job that they did yesterday. And I think that's the matchup that everybody is looking forward to in this game in two weeks. Can the Niners' defense stop the Chiefs' offense? Because I think you look at the Niners' offense, and yes, they put up great rushing numbers yesterday. The Chiefs showed that they could stop a great running back in Derrick Henry. So let's see how they do against this Niners offense, number one. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't have to do anything yesterday. He threw six passes the whole game. One of the fewest numbers of passes ever thrown in a postseason game. Now, he didn't have to throw the ball more. I get why Kyle Shanahan didn't have him throw it more. But can Jimmy Garoppolo be the guy to lead the Niners to a Super Bowl victory? For all the greatness of the 49ers franchise, they have not won a Super Bowl in 25 years. Hmm. They haven't won one since Super Bowl 29 when Steve Young shredded the San Diego Chargers and got, you'll see on NFL Films, the, the, him talking about getting the gorilla, getting the monkey off of his back because the argument on Steve Young was he couldn't win the big game. And then he had a huge performance in the Super Bowl and was Super Bowl MVP. So the Niners have gone 25 years without winning a Super Bowl. The Chiefs have gone 50 years without winning a Super Bowl. One of those droughts ends in Miami in two weeks. You know, back to that statement that our friend Mike made, you can say that about the NBA as well. Your elite, amazing teams, and then everybody else. Yeah. Well, look at Milwaukee. Look at the Lakers, the Clippers. And then, now, I will say, the Pacers are playing pretty good ball, and you have to think they'll probably even get better once they get Victor Oladipo back in February. Mm -hmm. So they could contend in the Eastern Conference. The Bulls and the Pistons somehow are still in playoff contention. Uh, the Bulls with Zach Levine getting 42 the other night in the in the game that your daughter and son-in-law saw against Cleveland. But, I mean, you look at the Bulls and Pistons and you look at teams like Milwaukee, the Lakers, and the Clippers. Man, what a chasm. What a chasm between those two. Let's segue into basketball. Notre Dame women's basketball gets a win this weekend. Yeah, they looked good yesterday against Miami. Miami missing its leading score, but the Irish with no sympathy whatsoever. Notre Dame learning that they will be without Anaya Peoples, their fabulous freshman, for the rest of the season. She's out for, with a shoulder injury that will require surgery. So the numbers continue to dwindle for this Notre Dame team, but they got 25 out of Sam Brunel, they got 21 out of Destiny Walker, and the Irish handle Miami by a count of 76-54, I think it was, and just the look of relief on people's faces. You've lost four straight. A couple of those games, you looked like you had it, and you let it slip away. Finally, to get back in the W column, I have not seen a Notre Dame team look so relieved after a win in a long, long time. Mm. I was thinking about that over the weekend, just uh, our conversation off podcast about you running into coach and watching her very emotional press conference this past week of just having a winning program for so long and then having to hit the reset button and all that comes with that. Yeah. Because you get accustomed to being that good. You get accustomed to wins. 
you get accustomed to okay we'll win this many and then we'll get into the you know the tournament no this is not that um game plan this year i think the fan base here is finally you know 18 games into the season coming to the realization of how spoiled it was for the last 20 years yes and how they got used to just seeing routes at home and and you would you would hope for close games at home just for something different. Well, yesterday there was a route at home and they could actually celebrate that and enjoy it and say, "Hey, this looks a little bit more like old times." Uh, let's chat high school basketball, Chuck. How was your game on Friday night? Uh, Knox and Laville was an interesting game in the fact that Laville got off to a great. I have never Corey done a game where I have seen a team dominate the offensive rebounding the way LaVille did against Knox Hmm. on Friday night. They had to wind up with almost 20 offensive rebounds. It was amazing. Knox just did not put a body on anybody. And LaVille took advantage of that, wound up winning the game 61-46. to young man named Connor Wazorek had a career-high 23 points in the game. And... LaVille ran its record 6-3, and three, and then Wazorek turned around on Saturday night, went up to fabled Northside Jim and Elkhart, scored 25 in that game, but LaVille lost to Elkhart Memorial by a count of 69-62. to 62. Uh, The big game on Saturday night, your, your Lakeshore Lancer game with Adams got snowed out. Yep. So the big game on Saturday night became the St. Joe Culver Academy game. Okay. Good crowd at Alumni Gym because you've got a an IU prospect in Trey Galloway playing a Notre Dame prospect in J.R. Kinesny. And Culver Academy puts four Division One athletes on the floor in their starting lineup. So the Eagles of Culver Academy wind up winning 70-63. to Trey Galloway, 25 points, a number of assists, looked very solid. J.R. Kinesny for St. Joe... The young man going to Notre Dame scores 24. Mike Bray was in attendance. He had 24, and that put him over 1,000 points for his career, and he's only a junior. So he's got a chance. The St. Joe career scoring record is 1,700 points by Chris Quinn, who played at the University of Evansville. I think Kinesny's got a legitimate shot at that scoring record. Hmm. Um, Obviously, he's got to stay healthy, and everything has to go well, but Good win for Culver Academy. St. Joe had come into the week ranked number two. They lose to Marion on Tuesday night. They beat Clay on Thursday night, and they lose to uh, Culver Academy on Saturday. So a tough week for Mark Johnson's Indians. Also in boys basketball over the weekend, uh, South Bend Washington's DeMarcus Vaughn eclipses the 1,000-point mark for his career. He's a senior for the Panthers. He did that in a victory over Valparaiso. Washington's been a little bit of an up-and-down team this year. They lost to Adams on Thursday night, beat Valparaiso on Saturday. So now the stage is set this week for the Bi-County Tournament down at LaVille. That's a big deal for some of our smaller schools in the area, schools like LaVille, John Glenn, Oregon Davis, Argus, New Prairie, all compete in this tournament uh, at LaVille High School all week long. So that'll be something for fans to keep an eye on throughout the week. And then also on Tuesday night, pretty good girls matchup happening. 
when you've got Marion taking on Northwood. Northwood now ranked number three in Class 3A. Marion has a terrific young freshman by the name of Nevea Foster. She had 35 last Tuesday in a win uh, for the Knights. She had uh, she averaged over 25 points a game last week, and so that'll be a tough one for Northwood to try to shut down. Northwood, by the way, congratulations to Adam Yoder, their girls' basketball coach. He picked up his 100th win over the weekend. They had to rally from eight points down in the fourth quarter to beat Northridge by one to get them that 100th win, and that keeps Northwood undefeated in the Northern Lakes Conference in girls basketball. What are you prepping for this Friday night? We've got the all-time leading scorer in LaGrange County, Charlie Yoder in Westview, going into Benton to take on Randy Deshaun's Fairfield Falcons in the Northeast Corner Conference matchup. So it's Westview and Fairfield Friday night at 11, Saturday morning at 9 on TV 46. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what do you want to talk about? How about hockey? You know, what's going on with the Blackhawks? All of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, the roller coaster that the Blackhawks are on are on, is on an uptick. They have won five straight, all over Canadian teams, by the way. They beat Winnipeg last night 5-2. Patrick Kane scores his 1,000th point on an assist. Uh, they're getting great play out of this rookie, Dominic Kubalik, who uh, had an amazing goal Saturday night. I don't know if you saw the highlight of this that I posted on the Twitter page. Jonathan Taze is down at the, if you're watching on TV, he's at the bottom of the face-off circle at the top of your screen. Okay. And he sends a pass across the, across the uh, goal mouth. And the pass doesn't stay down on the ice. It comes up about chest high. And Kabalik swings his hockey stick like a baseball bat and knocks it into the net past the goalie uh, for his 20th goal of the season. And the that night, the Blackhawks beat Toronto. They turned around, came back to Chicago last night, and at the United Center, they beat Winnipeg 5-2. They've got Brandon Saad back. That helps them with their depth. They're playing better hockey. They seem to have a chemistry going right now. Now, if the playoffs had to be conducted today they would still not be in the playoffs but they are putting themselves in a place where they can be in contention here after the all-star break let's talk about tennis because i want to hear you say one name very specifically well the australian open is underway of course they've had those bushfires over in australia there's a lot of questions about the air quality some of the days over in melbourne the good news is that they're getting a lot of rain in australia uh, they have the ability to play indoors during this tournament, mm-hmm. and the rain will help quell the bushfires and perhaps help with the air quality. It's a concern for all of the players over there. Roger Federer went over there and won his opening round match in straight sets on Sunday night, but the premier match was on the women's side. 35-year-old Venus Williams playing a 15-year-old by the name of Coco Goff. Now, Coco Goff... Uh, defeated Venus Williams in the opening round at Wimbledon. That was kind of her coming out party, yes, if you will. I remember. And a lot of people thought, okay, well, Venus was taken by surprise there. She'll bounce back at the Australian Open. And the first set, she gave her a battle, but Goff won the first set 7-6 and then blitzed her in the second set 6-2. So you wonder if the end is coming soon for Venus Williams. I don't think the end is coming soon for Serena Williams. She would be my pick to win the women's tournament. 
And I'll take Novak Jokovic, the hard-hitting Serb, uh, to, or he might be Croatian, and there is a big difference. Uh, the hard-hitting Novak Jokovic, I'll take him to win the men's side. To be in the mind of a 15-year-old beating your opponent with the last name Williams. Not only beating your opponent, beating your idol. That's something. You know, she was she was somewhat taken aback when she beat Venus the first time mm-hmm. at Wimbledon. Um, to do it again, I think Coco Goff is serving notice that she may be the future of American tennis. And that's great because, let's face it, how long... We've been talking about the Williams sisters now for pretty much the entire century. Yeah. And um, it it's time for some new blood to move into that. Just like people are tired of Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, I think people might have a little bit of Williams sister fatigue, and they want to see some new blood come in. Well, here's your chance. Plus, I want to see Coco on the Hershey's Hot Cocoa Canister. You would think that there would be some ample opportunities for sponsorship for this young lady. Coco! We've run through our playlist, Chuck. Tell me about your weekend. Uh, did you see anything? Did you hear anything movie-wise, music-wise, something that we need to be aware of? I know Dwight Yoakam came over and gave a concert at the Lerner Theater Sunday night. That seemed to be well-received. I used to love me some Dwight Yoakam. Knew nothing about that show. Hmm. Oh, well. Uh, We didn't get to a movie this weekend because the weather here was kind of crummy, and you kind of kept your eye on it, wondering what the future was going to be like because they kept telling us it might get worse. So we laid low. Um, I always like to keep my ear on new music, and Little Big Town rolled out their new album. Ah. So I listened to that front to back over the weekend, and it it delivers. They're, They're so good. And I don't know what it is, Chuck. I'm not a huge rap fan, but I like to. I, maybe it's just I'd like to just stay in the loop. Uh, well, my son likes it, so I guess I want to keep track of what he's listening to. Well, yeah. Here comes another Eminem record on Friday. I heard out this, of nowhere. I heard this was very good. Uh yeah, that's the thing. He's still insanely creative. The way he strings together sentences, and there was a couple songs where I was like, man, this is good. Now, I listened to the really super squeaky clean version, yes. which beeped and scratched out a ton of stuff, but it wasn't bad. But there's there are a couple times, as always with him, you're like, why are you singing and talking and rapping about that? You know, it's like, what's the point? Is it a giant metaphor? Is it a whatever? But there's a couple of real fun uh, head knockers on there. That's so the, all I got for you. There you go. There's a shocker for most of our Sport Jack listeners. We had an Eminem reference in the show today. We went from Craig Morton to Eminem. It's going to happen. That's what. That's why you listen to the act, isn't it? You never know what you're going to hear on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chuck, you mentioned Twitter earlier. You're on Twitter. I am on the Twitter machine at 46 Sports. So's the yak. Thanks for listening. Hit the subscribe button. And you know what? I kind of went through the reviews this weekend. If you'd like to leave us a review, that's always helpful. Because when people are looking for new podcasts, Chuck, they'll quick look at the how many stars are they getting, and then they kind of flip through a couple reviews. Like, what are people saying? It's very and? helpful. Ah, very kind people. That's good. That's, very kind thank people. You. Yes, I did have a, on another podcast. I do. I did have a guest say, "Now I'm only on five star podcasts. You're a four point eight. I'll bend my own rule." Wow. 
Round up, people. Round up. That's what we do here. Round up. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening. Ooga Luga, Craig Morton. We've had some fun. Yeah, the show is done. Now we gotta run. It's Sport Check. Sport Check. Sport Check is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We done. You've been listening to Sports Yak with Chuck Freebie and Corey Mann as himself. Produced by Corey Mann. The Sports Yak theme song by Rhett Walker. Production elements and voiceovers by AudibleGenesis.com. Engineered by Phil Souza. Executive producer is Danae Hughes. In partnership with the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Interested in your own podcast? Contact Danae at Danae at StudioDNA.media. Sports Yak archives available on iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.